man. Thankful for your presence here tonight. It is a time of the year when we are easily distracted. And it's a season that will eat you up, spit you out, run over you. And you'll wonder what happened. So I would advise you to get ahead of the rush and make up your mind that you're going to worship God throughout this season of the year and you're going to praise God for His blessings. I am thankful. I have so many things to be thankful for today, but I am so thankful for the love of God, the love that never ends. I'm thankful for mercy. Amen. That's new every morning. Anybody have something you're thankful for tonight? Why don't you take a moment and just tell the Lord about it? God, we've gone through a whole service, but I don't know if some of us have really taken the time to say thank you. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God, for your help. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need you today more than we've ever needed you before. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remember, Tuesday evening, we invite you to come and be with our church family. Be a great time of fellowship and always excellent food. There's one thing greater life knows how to do. That's eat and cook. Amen. I wouldn't want to go to a church that didn't know how to do that. I'll just be honest with you. Amen. I'm thankful for all the blessings of God. Thank you for being here. Remember the service schedule. Please be mindful of Sister Gail's brother's passing. We'll let you know the arrangements as soon as we hear that. If you have your Bibles for just a few moments tonight, and I will not be lengthy in my remarks, but I want you to go with me to the book of Genesis, the 25th chapter, Genesis chapter 25, hard for me to know what to preach times like this, so I'm just going to try to follow my heart for a few moments. Maybe I'll say something or God will say something that will stir you. Amen. Genesis chapter 25, verse number 32. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he swore unto him and sold his birthright unto Jacob. Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight about hours when men stumble. Hours when men stumble. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
The story of Esau is one that anyone who has any Bible knowledge is familiar with. It has been preached from many, many occasions. But there is something about the story of this man that is tragic and saddening. It is a sad story to see anybody lose the blessings and the favor of God upon their life. How easily those things can slip through their hands and slip away from them. How quickly things can be lost. And what a price sometimes we sell out. You know, if life were a stage and we were all actors on that stage and all of the people who sat to watch us applauded our deeds and they hissed at us when we did wrong, then none of us would probably ever go astray. But life is not like that. Life is more often fought in the secret battleground of the soul. Life is played out on a smaller stage where it's just you and temptation and you and trial. Usually the quiet hours of the soul are the most perilous hours of all. There's nothing in life that's any more tragic than a wreck. Someone who shipwrecks, someone who runs aground. There is nothing that is more tragic in life than to see a life that has potential possibilities, flounder, lose direction. But how easy that can happen and how easy blessings can slip through our hands and favor can fall from our lives in a weak moment, in an unguarded moment. The Bible says that Esau said of the hour that he was at the point to die. How He misunderestimated that time in his life and how easy it is for you and I to not truly value the hour that we live in. Esau misinterpreted what was going on in his life and that misinterpretation caused him to sell something that was beyond value. It was an extreme moment in his life. He had come in from the field famished and hungry. His energy was depleted. His flesh was weak. And in that moment of weakness, he stumbled. And he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. He sold something that was of such value for such a cheap price. He forfeited future blessings for a moment in his life, a point in his life. He said, I am at the point to die. But he wasn't as close to death as he thought he was. And so this great man, this man who was firstborn, who had the birthright, who had the blessings and the favor of God upon him forfeited all of that in a weak moment, in an hour in which he stumbled. 
before we judge Esau too harshly, we must all understand that none of us are beyond stumbling. None of us. When I read the story of Esau, I, I have to ask myself questions. I have, to, I have to consider all that was involved in his story. And when I read Esau's life, I have to ask myself, what, what causes a man with so much in his favor and so much on his side? What could cause a man to stumble? What could cause a man to give away, sell out, let go of blessings and, and favor and anointing upon his life in such a careless moment? And when I started looking at Esau's life, I realized that there were Several things that happened to him that could easily happen to you and I. That he was not an exception. He was not some perverted man who did not understand the value of what he possessed. He was a man just like all of us, but he stumbled. And so what was it? It, it, it has been eating on me for the last few weeks about Esau and his life and what caused him to stumble. And when I started looking at it, I realized, first of all, that men stumble when they do not honor who they are. They do not honor who they are. They do not honor their position in life. When you forget who you are, how easy it is to let things slip in. How easy it is to let go of things that should be dear. The birthright was of utmost importance. It was the blessing of all blessings. A birthright was a com combination of honor and sacred duty. It was dignity and power conferred upon the eldest child. Listen to me. If... If you had the birthright, it gave the possessor the right to be the priest of his family or his clan. It carried the privilege of being the depository and the communicator of divine secrets. It gave to the possessor a link in the line of the descendants by which the Messiah was to be born into the world. It gave the right of wielding power with God and men. It gave the right of taking up and handing on, as in the old Greek race, the torch of the messianic hope. It gave the right of heirship to the promises of the covenant that were made to Abraham. It gave the right of standing among the spiritual aristocracy of mankind. It gave the right of being a pilgrim of eternity. It gave the possessor a power, an authority. It was summed up all in that possession of a birthright. And yet Esau let it slip away. Esau, in an hour of weakness, forgot who he was. 
And he forgot his position. He forgot what God had made him for. And before you condemn him, be careful to look a little closer to home because how many of us tonight, born into the world with splendid talents and skilled with unusual powers, are inhabitors of noble names, are heirs to vast riches, gifts that have been given to us that have unlocked doors in our life. And yet many times we squander those blessings on a moment, on a point in time. Men stumble when they forget who they are. Men will sink to low places when they forget who they are. I want to speak to you tonight. I want to challenge our young people. Don't ever forget who you are. You're not trash. You were not made to be trash. Don't, anybody, don't let anybody treat you like trash. I'm not saying you should be proud and boastful, but you ought to recognize that you are God's creation. You are made for something better than the gutter and low living and cheap life. You were made for better than selling yourself to the cheapest bidder. You were made for something better than a drug or an alcoholic binge. You were made for more than a one-night stand. You were made for more than a pottage, a meal in an unbridled moment of passion. Amen. Men stumble when they forget who they are. Esau parted all with what he had because he said, What use is this? What good will this do me? Each of us is born with a birthright. God has, in his infinite wisdom, invested in all of us certain things that he would not put in anything else in creation. God's infinite realm is large enough to confer on every one of you a title and to demand a return, a corresponding duty and work. And the price that he paid for you and I should tell you what your value is. Don't let the world talk you into selling out for a moment. Amen. Don't let the world convince you that it doesn't matter. Men stumble when they forget who they are. And men stumble when they let the wrong senses and the wrong appetites rule their life. There's a fine line between the flesh and the spirit. But you better make sure you know where that line is. Because the flesh will always cost you more than you want to pay. When our flesh gets its way, it's always a costly thing. And men stumble when they let the wrong appetite get the best of them. Amen. I'm talking to somebody here tonight that needs to get a handle on your appetites, the things that satisfy you, because those are the things that cause men to stumble. Those are the things that will cause you to lose everything worthwhile in your life. A crazy appetite, a foolish sense. We are in jeopardy of losing all that matters when we trifle with life. When we say, as Esau said, what is the worth of this birthright? 
I'm going to tell you what the worst of it is. It's worth everything to keep. Amen. Men stumble not only when they lose their sense and they lose their appetite for the right things, but men stumble when they begin to rationalize in their life. And I want to stop for a little while and preach to you. We live in a world that rationalizes everything they do. And the question is, what profit? That's what Esau said. What profit is this birthright? What difference does it make? What difference does it make? What will it hurt, Pastor? I'll tell you what it'll hurt. It'll hurt your life. It'll hurt your future. It'll hurt your dreams. It'll hurt your desire. It'll hurt your family. It'll hurt your children. It'll hurt your posterity if you do not realize what you are playing with. We stumble when we rationalize, when we start making excuses, when we say things like, who will know? What difference does it make? If I don't live this life, who's going to know any different? If I don't live, what will it matter? We're not going to die, folks, but our flesh will tell you a lot of things. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, your flesh will tell you. It'll make exceptions for you. It'll tell you that it's okay. One time won't hurt. Amen. I wonder what kind of things some of us are being tempted to rationalize right now. Just a look. Just a taste. But that's when men stumble, when they rationalize. When they measure things by the, thro- the wrong measure, they will always wind up in trouble. Making exceptions in your life is a sure way to stumble. Amen. Every time I've ever done it, I've always regretted it. Amen. There's a line that I need to draw in my life and say, you know what? I'm not crossing that boundary. I'm not going to get in a debate whether it's a heaven or hell issue. I'm not worried about heaven or hell issues. I'm worried about being right with God. And there are a lot of things in life that cannot be reduced to a heaven or hell issue. But they are right and I'm going to do them because they're right to do. And I'm not going to sit by and with my little calculator go through all the little rule book of this I can and this I can't. I'm just going to make up my mind. You know what? I want to live safely for God. I want to live close to God. I want to live according to His law and according to His rule. And if that separates me from the rest of the world, then so be it. But I would rather please Him than anybody else in this building. Amen. People stumble when they rationalize. They stumble when they start making exceptions. Men stumble when they lose their sense of perspective. It was a moment. A moment. Everybody say a moment. I wonder what all has been lost in a moment. In a moment. In, in less than a, a, a minute. In, in 30 seconds. In 10 seconds. What has been lost in a moment. But once it was lost... 
once it was lost. You see, it was just a moment for Esau, and that moment would pass. But when that moment passed, what would remain of him? That's the question. When we put the temporal before the eternal, we're always going to wind up in trouble. When you begin to question what you know for what you feel, you're on the road to trouble. Amen. But use, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it anymore. I don't care how you feel. If it was wrong, it's still wrong. Amen. Truth has not changed, although 2014 is a different time. Truth is still the same. And if God said, thou shalt not, he still means thou shalt not. He doesn't mean, well, you know, you're a little more educated than they were back then and you've got more degrees and you are a little more up on the scale, so to speak. It doesn't matter where we are on the scale. Truth is truth. And I want to be true to that which is true because it will be true to me. And I do not want to find myself in this hour Stumbling because I have lost my sense of perspective. And I get caught up in a moment. And I sell the eternal for something that's temporal. Amen. And when I begin to question what I know for what I feel, I'm in dangerous water. Men stumble when they sell what they do not possess for what they can never have. Men stumble when they feel that they have a privilege afforded them because of certain luxuries of who they are. Amen. Everybody say, I've got to stand. I cannot fall. Amen. How many times have people fallen when they said that they deserve better? Amen. How many people have stumbled when they lost sight of the future and what was before them and gave it all up for a moment? When you prefer the present for the future and the sensual for the spiritual, you are in trouble, my friend. I'm talking about hours when men stumble. We're living in a time right now where the footing is so slippery, it's hard to find a good place to stand. Amen. It's hard to find a place where your feet can stand firm. But I'm doing my best in these last hours to make sure that I stand on solid ground. And I am not going to play games with things that are of eternal value and eternal weight and consequence. I'm not going to play games with things that can matter for eternity. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't know that I'm any better than Esau in the fact that I am a man and I have weaknesses just like he did. But I have learned that if you can watch those slipping places, you can prevent the fall. And I made up my mind a long time ago that if God will help me, I want to make sure I keep my eyes on the things that are eternal. Amen. Not the things that are temporal. I want to keep my eyes beyond just here. And I want to keep my eyes focused on what really matters. Amen. I'm not going to stand around and try to justify and rationalize. 
I'm just going to live for God. Amen. I'm just going to do what His Word tells me to do. I, I'm just going to give the Lord the very best that I can for the rest of my life so that one day I might hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Folks, I don't know about you, but it's going to be worth everything to hear those words. It'll be worth every hour of vigilance. When the enemy came in like a flood and the Spirit of the Lord lifted up a standard, it will be worth everything to hear him say, Enter into the joys of life. Amen. Enter into the joys of life. Hours when men stumble. Losing our sense of perspective in this hour is a dangerous thing. Yet it's happening over and over again. There are people that are selling out. They're selling out wholesale across the board. Letting go of things that they've held dear and true all of their life for a moment. Amen. A moment. It's not worth it, folks. I said it's not worth it. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want more than anything in my life to be saved. And I made up my mind a long time ago that whatever it takes, that's what I'm going to do. And I want to be careful and cautious in an hour like this that I do not find myself rationalizing or justifying or any of the other things that can cause something precious and special to be lost from my life and slip away. Amen. God's been too good to us. Amen. God's been too good to us. He has blessed us far more than we deserve. Amen. I don't, I don't want to lose that blessing on my life. Amen. I, I don't want to lose that favor. I, I don't know what it was like for, for Esau. I, I, I've tried to imagine what it must have been like the first few moments after that transaction took place. Most likely there was nothing at all. No feelings of remorse, only satisfaction that his hunger had been abated. But when the hunger pains had died down and it began to dawn on him, something changed. And he saw the Bible said he began to seek with tears to regain what he had lost in that moment. But as, as desperately as he tried, he never found a place of repentance, a place to really turn around and get it right. Amen. God, save us from that moment. Save us from those moments when men in their weakness misinterpret life. Amen. I'm going to tell you, folks, you're a lot tougher than you think you are. And some of you feel like, Brother Hughes, I just can't make it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. God didn't make some weak, uh, ineffective person when he made you. He made you with the power and the strength to stand. So don't misinterpret a moment and mess up a lifetime. Amen. Let's stand together.